Round one, fight. Heroes never die. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite store on the Citadel. <laughs> I used to be an adventurer like you. Then I took an arrow in the knee. Power, sex, sex, power. They both come down to one thing. Hungry Gamers. Hello, 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 and welcome, boys and girls, to the 168th episode of the Hungry Gamers podcast. We are powered by 8bit.net and our best buddies over there at Audio Technica. I am your extremely humble host, Brenda White. You can find me just about everywhere. And joining me, oh, you can find me just about everywhere, Brendan 8bit. It has been a hot minute, as you can tell. And joining me today on episode 168, the queen of sass herself, West Coast, best coast superstar, Miss Ali Hart, who can be found at Miss Ali Hart. How you doing today, Miss? It's been quite some time since we've been back here in the studio. It has been a while. Um, I liked that you kind of just left that open-ended just to scare the audience. Like, I am everywhere. Yeah. Like, watch yeah. your shoulder. <laughs> like, I am I am all. Check your windows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all seeing eye. I just That's liked it. It was like this kind of open-ended threat. I'm everywhere. Yeah, you I can thought, find me everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was pretty ominous. So I'm like, let's, let's dial it back. We'll get into the darkness and the depths of despair later. So, uh, yeah, just find me a Brendan 8-bit and, and maybe everywhere, depending on how this episode turns out. So, yeah, we're back. Episode 168 has been a hot minute. So, apologies, listeners, for the uh, sort of long time between drinks. Had a few things going down in all our respective lives and didn't really mm-hmm. want to also try and patchwork together some episodes where the, the heart and soul wasn't completely there. We had, obviously, things going on, but we're back. Uh, obviously, mm. notably absent is Salim the Dream. Um, yeah. Not all back, but mostly back. Yeah, yeah. The Holy Trinity was going to be here today, but uh, Dream dropped uh, the flu bomb on us this morning. So uh, he's at home really, <coughs> really sick from probably a big night of drinking. But uh, we'll see you soon, Dreamo. Uh, but this show must go on. Episode mm-hmm. 168. Uh, wow, that's a big number. Uh, I can't believe one. we've been doing this podcast for this long. Can't believe people have been listening to us. <laughs> Yay! <Sorry>. But yes, <laughs> and I'm I'm with you though. It, it is surprising and it, it's touching. You know when you it is touching when you when you're chucking your your podcast out into the ether and and being unsure what kind of uptake it would be. So thank you, listeners, for sticking by us, mm-hmm. especially um, over the past probably twelve months where there has been a few breaks in between recording and whatever else. So I really appreciate you sticking along for the ride. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's gonna be gonna be a good end to the year. We've got some fun things planned for episode one sixty nine, which is yes. coming up. But we might push that one back, not to release next weekend because PAX is on next weekend, and uh, it's gonna right. be hard to get you in remotely with PAX on. So <laughs> yeah, so we'll see what we can do there. Yeah, I'm so devastated that I will not be at PAX this year. I'll be missing out, unfortunately, where you guys are doing your shenanigans without me. So. We'll be flying the flag and, and being sure to sprinkle just the right amount of a sass, of, of sass mm-hmm. at every booth and uh, demo and, and party and drinking session we go to just to ensure that the, the Miss Ali Hart memory lives on. <laughs> Definitely. Everyone can have a shot of tequila on my behalf. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Makes my skin crawl. Um, speaking of skin crawling, um, I'm going to sort of jump in here and sort of, we're going to segue into what we've been doing, what's been happening. And and I'm going to start with a film as opposed to games. So Rach and I went and watched Joker last night, uh, which was released in the cinemas this week. Have you had a chance to go check it out yet or? I'm a little too fearful to see it, to be honest. Yeah. I'm not, I don't think I'm in the right 
country with the climate to be, you know, seeing well, this one. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Like, obviously, it is it is a bit of a melting pot of a of a film at the moment where there is a lot of potential risk and, and question marks about this movie triggering the wrong types of people. So I can I can completely get where you're coming from. But um, mm. we went and watched it last night. Going along well, great movie, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's about a two-ish hour runtime. And with about 20 or so minutes to go, just as he, you, you see it in the trailer, so no spoilers, just as he starts dyeing his hair green uh, to you know transition, I guess, fully into the Joker character, he starts walking towards his um, apartment door. And then the screen, like in the cinema, in cuts to green screen. So the projector has packed it in. So, that, so we've just got dark, dark cinema bright green screen just after he dyes his hair green and rach and i immediately go to these fucking worst case scenarios about something's going to go on here there's going to be some kind of like bloody you know shooting or bomb blast going on because there's people already getting restless getting cagey the cinema's completely black outside of this green screen and then all the lights go on and it's just hostility the cinema person's coming in apologizing sorry 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 uh, people are getting aggressive. You're like yelling at them, yelling at the screen, throwing <gasps> shit around. And what? we're sitting there going, this is going to turn into some shit here. Like we, we were sort of debating them like, what do we do? Do we stick around? Because they said, oh, 20 more minutes and we'll have the the no screen way. fixed. Yeah. So we're sitting there going, man, this could, this could boil over into some type of like riot or violent act here. Like it felt really, really uneasy. And especially with the movie, like it's, very dreary, very soul destroying. Like it's not a positive film in any aspect um, of the word. So we're already sort of down and out. Were people angry just because the movie, like the movie, stopped, or were they angry because of the overall climate and what the, you know, situation could have implied and put people through? I think probably a sprinkle of both. Yeah. Like there was a lot of obviously anger with the movie stopping. People like, oh, like. That like event were really good. They gave everyone their money back, gave us free additional tickets. So they nice. did what they could. But like, you know, you get these entitled dickwads that are like, you know, this is wasting my time. Should have went to another cinema, whatever else. Like, mm. even though technical difficulties happen, but like they're carrying on, throwing their shit around, yelling across the cinema, carrying on like just dickheads. So yeah. it was really tense and really uneasy because yeah we're in the dark with just this green screen lighting up this room with people yelling and potentially getting violent and yeah you immediately go back to the to sort of that tragedy with the shooting um Mm -hmm. at one of the other batman films you're sitting there going what the fuck is this like all premeditated because no one came in from event for a little while too like how long how long till someone actually uh nelly nelly 10 minutes like some like a few people like walked out uh, and then came back in and then an event host came in and yes, gave us her apology. Like she had to fall on the sword. Like you felt for her cause she come in and she's yeah. apologetic and people are like abusing her. Um, she's probably you know. only 18. Yeah. Yeah. She'd be, she'd be 20 odd years old. This, this woman. And um, yeah, just these mouth breathing nerds are fucking carrying on. Um, and it was really intense. So that was, that was crazy. Uh, after the 20 minutes, they couldn't get the mo- the projector working again. So they said Ooh. it was showing in Cinema 8 or whatever. So we got our refund, got our free tickets, went into Cinema 8. They said, oh, it was, it was pretty well almost to where we were when the movie where the movie cut out. Walked in the cinema and it was like an hour back. 
And by then it was like, I don't know, 10 o'clock at night. And we're like, fuck, we're not going to sit around here till midnight and watch the rest of this movie. So so you haven't seen how it ends? No. So <laughs> I wanted to know how it ended. So I Googled like spoilers and read the ending. So oh, I, I know yeah. how it ends now. It's just because I didn't want to sit through another like two plus hours to get there. We thought about buying a ticket today and then just rocking up near the end and watching it, yeah. the back end of it like that. Could you imagine being like the people who were in that last session, the one that they told you all to kind of head towards? Imagine you're sitting there, you're enjoying your movie, and then a cluster of people just started shuffling in. That's distracting. Yeah, like- there was a lot. There was a lot. Like the cinema we were in was pretty well near capacity. So a lot of them were just getting funneled into this other session. A lot of them were just being dicks, taking their money. Yeah, and they going would have home. been causing a ruckus. So yeah, but it was it was crazy. Um, and made it even more eerie. Then was afterwards trying oh, to get no. back to the car, couldn't get back through the mall because obviously they closed parts of the malls down after hours. So he had to go mm-hmm. via the rest of the universe to get in there, go down from a lower level. Then the um the lift going up to where our car was was out of order. So we're walking through this mall oh. car park going up the ramps and half the lights started fucking turning off. So we're walking up these ramps and walking through these sections of the car park in the dark after this tense situation in the cinema, <laughs> just expecting like the purge to start or something oh bad to happen. God. Made it to the car, made it home, all good. But it was it was a very touch and go couple of hours. And yeah. So that, that was my experience with the Joker. The movie, the movie's great. Like, yeah. I really like what they've done with it. Like, um, Todd Phillips done really well. Joaquin Phoenix is a beast as Joker. Like, he is you know, one of their method actors. He's all about it, lives the character. And you can see that he's putting his all into this. And um, mm. him as Arthur Fleck and then Joker is really, really, really impressive. But yeah, it's very dark, very gloomy. Gotham ain't a good place to be. Get you obviously... There's some references to to Batman and everything like that, but it's oh, it's Joker's good. story. It's Joker's story, seeing yeah. his descent into madness and everything else, and, and how he came to be. Well worth well worth the cost of admission. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just just bear in mind, there's no, this ain't no sort of uh, Zack Schneider esque Batman's with some some comedy in there and one liners and zingers. Like psychological this is just, horror kind of. Yeah, this is just bleak darkness this is a downtrodden man that just kept getting beaten and kicked in the guts and yeah you, you sort of start to feel for him for a while too like for seeing what he's going through but yeah that's what i say about dc villains mm-hmm. you have a tendency to feel bad for them because you don't understand where they're coming from but yeah um, i'm glad that to hear that they actually established a lot of like gotham lore and all that sort of stuff i wasn't too sure how much they were actually going to dive into that because of just you know attaching this character to you know how other people have viewed like batman and that sort of stuff so i didn't know if they were going to completely detach themselves from it or if they were going to still kind of you know say hey no this is gotham this is joker there is a batman you know yeah well there's not a batman yet per se but like the waynes the waynes are a part of it so obviously it's sort of there's a little for the people that are playing at home they understand (laughs) who the waynes are (laughs) So, but I'll leave it at that. But uh, yeah, it's it's really good. Like uh, I think you dig it, just knowing sort of how passionate you are with that DC world and mm. the treatment of the characters. I think the way they handle Arthur Fleck, Joker, how they handle him in this and the material, like it is the Joaquin Phoenix show. Like the rest of the characters are just there, you could say. But it's yeah. it's really well done. It's really well shot. The color palette's very bleak. 
and um yeah right from the jump it's it's a lot of gut punches but it's yeah it's it's worth checking out i think well that's good i'll i'll try to make some kind of effort to see it because it definitely did pique my interest i kind of just hate this negativity that always seems to get attached to all the stupidity that gets attached to joker so yeah but yeah Yeah. completely unnecessarily as well mind you all that kind of shit these people Mm. just hitch their wagons to to justify their own thought processes and and (laughs) ideals and worldviews and all that kind of shit but yeah why didn't you all attach yourselves to jared leto's one (laughs) yeah oh my god that was i was watching really bad I was watching parts of that the other day. Like it was on of an evening the other week and I sort of watched the first 20 minutes or so and man, Suicide Squad is not a good movie. <laughs> I still like watching it. it. To me, it sits in the same vein of enjoyment that I have like watching things like Street Fighter and that. Like I don't see it as, you know, triple A quality movie, I but I do still see it as like junk food movie that I enjoy. Um, I'm not excited about the Birds of Prey, though. That last trailer that they released really killed that for me. Yeah, I, <laughs> so, do, I don't get what they're trying to do. Like, I yeah. think the Harley Quinn animated series that's coming out, I think in, in November, looks more appealing to me than this. Is it November? I think it's November. I think they just announced okay. the date for November. Um, yeah, or maybe the back like, end I, of this month. Maybe. I, I, I agree with you. I'm way more excited about the animated show than this movie now that they've been talking about. The first kind of, like bust punch like trailers that they released like the quick sniffer things like i was kind of like ooh, ooh, but then they did this like longer detailed one and i was just like oh mm. uh. yeah i am in on the new terminator though the more trailers oh, yeah. i watch of that i'm like yep yep daddy's yeah, home was, i'm ready like james cool. cameron's back you know what james cameron is is fantastic uh obviously he made terminator one and terminator two and mm. it just looks great tonally it looks like it's it's going to be a true sequel to t2 judgment day and old man arnie old old woman linda hamilton kicking some ass and yeah it's coming out the end of this month so i'm uh excited to see if it's going to stay true to its roots (laughs) or it's going to break my break my heart in two so uh it's going to go one of two ways i think i'll wait for the dvd for that one i think yeah (laughs) yeah fair but um something else i've been doing uh, I've been playing mm-hmm. an absolute arseload of Mario Kart Tour on the uh, on the the Google Pixel. Um, <laughs> obviously, it's not a full fledged true to true to the origin stories Mario Kart type of game. It is mm-hmm. you know Mario Kart Lite with an arseload of microtransactions and paywalls and everything baked in. But as far as a snap game and a good distraction, it is right up there. Uh, the graphically yeah. it looks great on the phone um the character models all look cool the weapons the the track excuse me from the various iterations of mario kart through the the platform generations are all there so it's mm. well captured but it just doesn't have that heart that the full-fledged games have mm-hmm. um have i dropped 30 odd bucks on it to buy some gems to get some stuff yes no um. <laughs> <laughs> you own this game on your switch like <laughs> yeah 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 i don't know it's just you know you you want to be the very best and you want to get all the characters and everything else um there, there's no benefits to, to throwing money in outside of cosmetics and um depending mm-hmm. on the on the the tracks themselves your character vehicle and paraglide sort of loadout can give you different point multipliers depending on the track mixed with those sort of variables so you can get more points in game depending on the set of character vehicle and you know if you're using a 
a para- parasail or whatever else it is, giant flower hanging off the back <laughs> as your gliding device. You can you can earn more in game in game currency and points, but uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's a good distraction. Uh, obviously, you're just trying to get stars. X amount of stars will then open up the next cup when you finish the one prior, so on and so forth. So mm-hmm. there is some good incentive to go back. Seeing the the leaderboards, whether it be the global ones or your friend based ones, is always great because mm-hmm. I think what they're doing is every week releasing a new cup, and you've got three races in there, and you've got to try and get the the highest points off those three races, and then it'll stack you on the leaderboard so i came second amongst all our friends in the first one oh on the last night jamie uh bless his heart hope you're listening jamie um snaked me it seems overnight in the early hours of me sleeping and the cup ending i was leading when i went to bed woke up and he'd uh pit me by a couple hundred points so uh you know on to the next one and now uh the second cup that's running i think i'm sitting about third jamie and nasi are above me at the moment so uh i'm, I'm gonna keep grinding yeah competitive bunch especially when it comes to nintendo so yeah yeah but it's good fun have you installed it are you gonna play it or is this just not for you hell no no this is not my cup of tea i like i saw a video um someone posted online of uh like i can't remember whatever the island map is and the thing that bothered me the most was the audience that like is watching you and cheering in the background it is literally a picture graphic and someone has like just grabbed the corner and is making it go up and down. Like they're oh, not wow. animated. It's just a picture being stretched up and down. I'm just like, I get this is a mobile game. I just want to put that out there to everyone. But I'm just like, I, I don't, this is not a game that I need to play on my mobile. I like, haven't even, I need to go back and check that out. Maybe I'm just too in the zone about trying to get that turbo start. Uh, that I don't yeah. even notice the crowds because it's just me, I mean, me and the track. You don't need to, honestly. You really don't need to. the The gameplay is the most important thing, and it seems like everyone's just enjoying it. So, yeah. Who am I to shit on that? Yeah, like there, there is a bit of um, negativity attached to sort of their little monthly subscription fee, uh, which is you what? know, so so you don't have to pay it. Obviously, full disclosure. Okay. But if you pay this five dollars a month you can get access to extra um extra gems every month get access to some specific vehicles and characters and also then play the 200 cc class like at the moment it's capped at 150 and obviously if you pay on the higher the higher the cc the more points you can make in game so actually thinking about it now i wonder if nasi and jamie are on the subscription model because if so that's why they're beating me but uh, they're probably just beating me because they're better but anyway that's a story for another day to uncover. This is wild. I like. I am pretty surprised how much people like took to it. I didn't yeah. realize it was something that people wanted. But in the same sense, it kind of makes sense. It's 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 a very good snap game. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll talk about just how uh, many people have taken to it in the news in mm. a little bit more detail. But the last game I've been playing, Untitled Goose Game, yes, by those legends at House House. Uh, so I've been playing mm-hmm. that on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, bought it for, I think it was $22, 25% off on the Switch store in that first week. So um, yeah, mm-hmm. de- decent price, very accessible, very fun. Um, I hate geese, so it's kind of a, oh. a, a contradiction that I'm enjoying playing as this bastard goose, knowing how much of a bastard geese are. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's cool disrupting this the farmer's day-to-day, picking up things, honking, you know, living that honking. goose life. 
honking the best like because I also have been playing this but my favorite thing is that you are literally making that farmer's life hell but when he goes and takes something from you I'm just like honking at him <laughs> it's like it's like it's not even his fault but I'm still gonna hound him because yeah. he stopped me from doing what I needed to I, I needed the the sandwich or whatever the flour yeah how um, how are you finding it like tell me about your experiences with Untitled Goose Game so for like for the amount that I've played like um like, I, I get the hype of it, uh, but there is this, like, little element of it where I'm just kind of like, what am I doing here? Like, Yeah. Like, it's cute, it's fun, and it's like, you know, I'm, I'm having a bit of a giggle at some of the scenarios, but there is nothing about this game that makes me want to um, complete it. Yeah. Like, and I could, and, and I could, at the same I could, time, like, how do you? Like, have you, like, the, the complete lack of hand-holding and freedom is great, but at the same time... Mm-hmm. I found when you were first starting and obviously you're just cruising around honking, picking up stuff, it doesn't tell mm-hmm. you the necessary steps to advance the the story, I guess you'd call it, you know? I so. mean, it gives you a list of things that you need to complete. Yeah. Um, like, like for the picnic one, which is, you know, grab all these items and make the farmer do this. But then, um, and then it unlocks a new area for you. But like, I mean, the tediousness to complete those tasks, you know, okay, I got it done. The, I think maybe the reward factor didn't feel so great. Like, because after the farm, you you actually head into the street. And I was just like, I was walking around the street. I was, you know, honking at the kid. And then the <laughs> woman was, you know, chasing me with a broom or whatever. I'm like, yeah, I get it. But, you know, I had other games to play as well. Yeah, so. yeah. It, it seems very much like, like, you know, what we define, I guess, as a snap game. Like, it's just, you're feeling mm. like running a mark as a goose, you jump on, have a little stint, maybe, you know, 20 minutes, and then you put it down and go about your day. Like, yeah, it's it's not a, not a game that you'd sit there and play from front to back, I don't envision. Like, probably there's yeah. a few people that are all about it and probably are living the goose game life um, and, and probably playing from start to finish in one session, but... Yeah, I've just been doing little little snippets, little snippets here yeah. and there. Because, yeah, I'm like you. I sort of lost interest. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go play something else. Yeah, exactly. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm super proud of the um, House House guys and how successful. Like, I actually can't believe how successful this game actually it's was. It's blown up, hasn't it? It is. Like, the fact that it even makes news and, like, Chrissy Teigen's talking about playing it and John Legend's playing it and, you know, like... It's bizarre, and it kicked um, Link's Awakening off the um, off the Steam, Nintendo. like off the Nintendo yeah. charts. Yeah, yeah. So it's done extremely well. Yeah, like it's it's crazy. Like just for a couple of people from Melbourne, uh, with their sort of second game, I think this was after they did like Push Me Pull You. I think the game was called something like that. Nice. Um, and yeah. yeah. Then Goose Game comes out, and it just goes pow. Like so, it's yeah. awesome to see. Like I love seeing these little indie upstarts whether they're like australian especially is great but just anywhere around the world these tiny little small teams putting their heart and soul into something and then just the the community takes hold of it i think it's great but uh yeah are we gonna get some dlc are we gonna get um you know a spin-off with chickens or a fox or maybe we're gonna get some skins for the geese who knows you know goose goose with new hat i would buy that (laughs) I, I was hoping oh, I could knock knock the farmer's hat off and wear his little hat around. That was. I think you can. Yeah. I, well, I don't know if you can wear his hat, but you can knock it off. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, halfway to what I wanted to achieve. So that's all right. <laughs> so, what about you? What else have you been playing? So, um, yeah. So, 
I played dabbled in a bit of Goose Game, but I actually um, was gifted uh, Link's Awakening uh, because I've actually never played this. Like I've never like Me either. my my Zelda experience um, started with Ocarina of Time. Okay. So because I wasn't a Nintendo kid, I was a Sega kid. So um, so I was actually really excited because this game looks is and looks cute as fuck. Like it was absolutely adorable. Yeah, um, it looks a little brilliant. amiibo. Yeah, little little chunky boy. But I've got to say, like, playing this, I got so fucking frustrated. <laughs> I had no guidance on where I was meant to be going or what I was meant to be doing. Or, like, I woke up and then she's like, oh, hi, yeah. Um, I think we left your shit down by the beach. Just follow the path. And I went, okay. <laughs> and so I follow the path to the beach and then there's a part where I can't go any further because there's these like spike balls. So I know I need to be on the other side and I went around in circles and I went all the, like, I tried to find another path. I yeah. went all around the map only to find out that I was meant to pull out my shield and push the spike balls. That, oh. Yeah. So, sort of lost in I translation want- with the, the necessary steps you need to follow. Exactly. Well, no, I don't feel like I got instructed to do that. I don't think anything told me that that's what I should have done. People are going to prove me wrong. But um, and then once I finally got my sword and then I pretty much um, had a gambling problem because of the claw <laughs> machine. <laughs> By the way, I got the Yoshi on the first go. I don't know why people keep on showing videos where the Yoshi fell out, but I got the Yoshi first go. So Nice, nice. But um, yeah, I had a real serious gambling problem with that. Because you could just walk out of the shop and just get more rupees. Mm. It was like easy. Anyway, after my gambling problem, you go and see, uh, or her name begins with M. I don't really care about her, but she says her father's in the forest. And I, then I, got, I got no in skin the in this game, yeah, with the names. Like, it looks adorable. I'm keen to actually give it a go. Like, I was watching, of all things, um, Kids WB yesterday on in oh. the morning, you know, under a guise of caffeine and, and lack of sleep. And mm. they were playing, uh, yeah, Link's Awakening on there, and it looks cute as hell. And uh, It's super cute. Yeah. So I'm like, mm, maybe, you know, it seems... I thought it, it looked more linear than... Uh, things like breath of the wild so i'm like maybe maybe this is what i need for tour to scratch this zelda itch that i think i believe i might need to have so <laughs> maybe i'll get well, a copy but yeah here and this i'm like hmm, maybe i'll just wait a while i got so frustrated with this fucking game when i got lost in the forest i was running in circles and in circles and in circles and i was falling off into holes and everything <laughs> and then a part of me is like a lot of people say this game is very true to its original release like so i'm like so poor people had to suffer through this, but even worse, they had to do like the like the scenery panels. Like you know, obviously only one like square of the map would load at a time, and you'd have to go. But yeah. I, I couldn't figure out the forest, so I think that's where I'm. <laughs> that's where I'm at. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it hasn't sort of I'm disheartened you look- from the game to like put it down and not play. I mean- no, it hasn't disheartened me, but it has made me think oh, I need to look at a walkthrough. Eh, that's all right. Like. You is do that though, sometimes. Is it though? Like a part of me is kind of like, uh, is is this like, is this bad that I'm thinking about doing a walkthrough? No. Nah. I want to know what people's opinion are of using a walkthrough in the game because I want to play the game, but obviously I'm educationally impaired to actually figure it out. So. I'm, I'm, I'm on the side of like, 
in games, like if I'll if I'll struggle or get lost in a space, like I'll, I'll I'll give it yeah thirty minutes to an hour. If I can't find my way out of it, I'll just Google that level or that mission or that area I'm in just to say where am I going to next. And then once I follow the, that breadcrumb trail, I'm back to back to going independent again and trying to work my way through it. I think otherwise it's going to ruin your game experience. Like if it gets to the point where you just are stuck or you can't get out, and then you just don't want to play it anymore, I think that can probably be more detrimental to the experience because you won't want to go back to it i think so yeah yeah get on game facts yeah. or whatever <laughs> yeah get on that wiki walk through um marlin is a character Mar- marin sorry is the character's name that i forgot i forgot. I just i thought i'd clarify that because i'm sure i had a lot of people yelling at me yeah um yeah. like i said sega kid not a nintendo kid um so I'll, I will get back to that. And I, with your blessing, I will probably use a walkthrough just mm. so I can actually get through that. I will allow maze. it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also had been playing Apple Arcade. Yes. So, um, I'm excited to hear about this. So, um, so we got Apple Arcade. And as everyone knew, I was having home internet issues. I did not have internet at home, but I did have phone internet. So this was perfect because I got to play all these games on my phone and um, I am genuinely surprised on how good these games are like and how well they play and yeah it's 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 actually been it was really really good for um especially being internet impaired but um I'm still like jumping back on and playing different games and I'm dedicating my time to like at least two at a time because if I start playing too many then I think you know, they'll lose their things. But um, yep, yep. I was playing... Hang on, let me just double ch- double check on names because I don't want to stuff them up. Um, so I'd been playing Outlanders, which is my kind of game where you kind of build a township and mm-hmm. you got to, like, you know, harvest wood and food and stop people from having sex and babies and stuff like that because so, you can't have your town making too many kids because not enough houses and not enough bread. So, yeah, that's my kind of game. I don't know what that says about me. Um, <laughs> many things. Many things. I also played Grindstone. That was one that was getting a lot of hype on my social media, and I could see why. Yeah. Um, yep. It's a typical puzzle game where, you know, match so many characters, but there's also, like, a like an attack element to it where you also take damage as a character. So you got to be really strategic with your moves, and then you start, up, um, like... You get gears in like a arrow, shield, sword attacks and stuff. So yep. you also can use them. I actually really recommend that one. That one got too addictive. I actually had to put that one down. Okay. Um, and the last one that I played um is Cricket Through Eight the Ages or Cricket Through History. Sorry. Um, that one is stupid fun, and I recommend <laughs> anyone that can get their hands on it to freaking play that game. Okay. That, one, that I, one's great. I've been impressed by that. Like, who would have thought a cricket game? Outside of maybe Shane Warne Cricket 98 or 99, which oh, was God. on the original PlayStation, which was a fucking gem, by the way, um, <laughs> All right. would get the praise and attention because it is, yes, cricket. So, um, I mean, this is um, not really cricket. Like, it's 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 more a game about, like, having, like, two people on each end and you're literally flinging stuff at each other yeah, and trying it, to get the other person down. It reminds me of... Um, uh, what's what's that game? Nidhog. It reminds me yeah, of Nidhog. You know what? It, it yeah. If there was something that if I could like relate it to something, it was definitely it would definitely be that because you are essentially just trying to attack the other player. Um, you can do like so. Say if you've got an iPad or you've got your phone out and you've got the game, you can two player with someone. And oh, I've nice. been 
I've been doing that like in restaurants, bars and everything. Like you'd be waiting for a drink or food. So you just whip it out, just, you know, pull out a cricket through the ages and just. Yeah. Oh, and it's just super fun. Like all the different characters you play, you play as like people from like the stone age. Then you play as a knight and then someone else is a villager throwing a potato at a knight. And <laughs> then you, you know, it, it goes throughout the ages. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's just stupid fun, like really, really stupid fun. But I think it's one of those ones where you'd be like, oh, this is stupid. But then you're like, another round? Yeah. Another round? Yeah. Another round? Yes. Yes, I do. Yes. Yes, let's, yes let's I do. It. Rematch me, bitch. Um, <laughs> so overall, I'd say actual um, Apple Arcade was worth it. It, it, um, it feels like a worthy investment. I, I think it is because um, I've only scratched the surface of games and only so many games have been released so far. I think Rain Man's one of the ones that got re- released recently, which is, you know, I, I won't say it's AAA, but, you know, it's Rayman, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, So the fact that I'm getting all these games and I get access to these games and for like was it five bucks five bucks a month yeah the same price it is to subscribe to uh mario kart tour but yet you get mm. 50 odd games <laughs> or you know that's going to soon be hundreds hundreds you know so yeah. so um i like for me i personally recommend it I, I say it's like mobile like mobile style games but with like switch quality like of like indie switch game quality yep, so yeah so, you know, I really do think you get your money's worth with that. So if anyone was curious, I I recommend it. But, you know, each their own. Some people probably don't find value in or <laughs> you might not be with Apple too. So Yeah, like me. So I just sort yeah. of you know, look through the glass, face pressed up against it with a tear <laughs> running down my cheek. Like it looks like something I'd love to be part of, but sadly I just have to live through discussions like this. Yeah, it's great because you play it on your phone, iPad, and then on Apple TV as well. So Yeah, and then cool. obviously PlayStation and Xbox controller support. So if you don't want to be playing Ooh. those gross touch-based controls on, on the game screen, get the controller, hook it up via that Bluetooth, and away you go. Exactly. Mm. So the last um, one you're playing, I'm excited to know yes. about this because I want to know if I need to get back in on this train. So tell me about Destiny 2 Shadow Keep. Yeah, to no surprise to the audience, Ali's back talking about Destiny. Oh no, unsubscribe. But you know um, what? It so- is hot off the press, released five days ago, so it's relevant, it's in the news. So Ali back, back off, on her bullshit. angry masses. Yeah, uh, so Shadowkeep is definitely a love letter to um, original Destiny content. This is the release um, after Bungie holding their own reins and uh, disconnecting themselves from Activision. And I've got to say, it's absolutely amazing, very nostalgic. Um, they take you back to the moon where if anyone played like original Destiny, the moon was a very prominent place. So they're taking us back. It's so great to see it again like there's so many elements that are exactly like how it was in um, original destiny but they've actually added more onto it there's like other like characters on there as well um shadow keep as a story so far has been pretty good um essentially you're working with eris morn um who's one of my favorite characters um in the game she's the one with the three green eyes and holding her little green orb thing so ah uh, yep 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 i'm with yeah. you yeah so essentially like you're a nightmares or nightmares of materialistic uh, materializing onto the moon and you are fighting old bosses as well um and there's also ghosts of guardians past because there was like an infiltration previously where guardians attacked 
um, you know, creatures on the moon and now their ghosts are like hovering uh, like dead bodies. Very ominous. Oh, it's very ominous. It's actually reminding me of Death Stranding a little bit. So. <laughs> how many um, how many times but- can you urinate in Shadow Keep? Can you wee on these ghosts? <laughs> Not enough, um, <laughs> if at all. But um, some of these ghosts are like, you know, you'll hear them just like, you know, crying out for vengeance and, you know, and they also have patrols attached to them as well. So you actually get to go and interact with some of them that are like cowering in the corner and everything. So um, story-wise, I think I'm close to the end. I, I have tried to dedicate as much time to it, but I'm going to confess um, some people might know, some people might not know on on release of Shadow Keep, uh, the servers. Yes. Shit. Overloaded. <laughs> Apparently the player uptake was too high and it just melted servers in their database. Yeah. yeah. So I got in for like an hour. I was like, yeah, oh, this is so cool. And then they just booted me off. I was like, what the fuck? And then I was sitting there for, I think I sat there for like 40 minutes in the literal queue where I was number 766 in the queue <laughs> yeah and then like just said i can't wait this long so i had to turn it off and then essentially start playing really the next day so i damn. feel like i'm a day behind damn have um, you um have you had any any chance to do any of the the finishing moves that they're brought into yes. it yet now yes the finishes so i'm a hunter surprises no one but um the hunter's move is like this awesome like twirl knife stab and I'm going to confess, it took me a little while to figure out how to use it. But once I did, now I'm now I'm just using it in the most useless spaces um, where it's just not needed, but I'm still doing it. There's actually a lot of bounties that can attach to it as well. So, um, but yeah, like the new gear is a bit eh. like there's a lot of old gear as well. Um, you get boosted up to light levels, uh, power level, sorry. Um, 750. I like that. Then, I like that they'll scale you up so you straight away can play this content instead of being handicapped. Exactly. And you know what? They power all your gear up as well. So one of my items that was completely underpowered that I loved, um, uh, it, it got the boost. So I got to finally use it again. And oh, it's been so good. Um, but right now there's actually the world first raid going on. So the raid that was released with shadow keep. Yep, so they're yep. actually currently doing it at this stage. And last time I checked, it was like six hours in and people were still up to like the fourth section. Damn. <laughs> so, it's cool watching those world first raids, like seeing them try and wrap their head around how to get through the puzzles and the strategies to beat the, you know, yeah. the, the mini bosses and then obviously the main boss and things. It's, it's always cool to see them strategize yeah. on the fly and work out the tells. Watching like friendships break up. Yeah. Uh, yeah like <laughs> no, I just love seeing like how quickly, like the mentality of people kind of go, yeah, let's do this. We're a team. We're going to get it. We're going to make it. And then like five hours in like, no, no, just listen, just listen. one person talk at a time. And I'm like, I love this. It's yeah. Chaos. I, love I, it. I don't miss that. Like from playing wow raids back in the day though. My God, like getting uh, scolded by some little prepubescent, child that's like the raid master and it's like motherfucker i'm like 20 years old shut up and he's like mate you you, you, you know you miss your rotation or whatever it is and it's like go away i'm done with this <laughs> it's anyway. great raid, raid time is the best time of the year <laughs> in regards to shadow keep in general like a lot of people have been asking me like a lot of people that maybe kind of dropped off because of just how um destiny 2 was going i get it there was a lot of um 
in-game currency, buying DLC after DLC, and then these DLCs being underwhelming. Um, I personally have been really enjoying Shadowkeep. I'm looking forward to continuing on with it. Like I said, it's just absolute, like, pulling on the heartstrings of nostalgia. So if you remember how it was and you loved how it was, I think you will enjoy it. I think it's probably a good time to come back. Um, A lot of people are coming back. Um, so yeah, get amongst it. You probably won't be alone. Yeah. The real, the real thing though will be once people have completed the story, they've reached the light level, like, you know, how long will they hold on to everyone or will they just get bored with it? A lot of people already have multiple characters at the cap of 960, I think it is. So, but we'll just have to wait. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm keen. Like I'm very much one of those people you just described where this new content drops i'll jump in smack out that mainline story do a few of the other events and things around and then sort of see where things are at like if i've got the light level i'd love to try the raid uh but that'll Mm -hmm. probably take a little bit of grinding to get there because i'm gonna roll into this at 750 so i'll be the baseline entry level so but we'll see power the powering up hasn't been that bad. Like I've been mostly following the story and just like, you know, touching up my gear through that. And a lot of people say that that's the best way to power up. Okay. So okay. Yeah. I'll give it a go. Difficult. Like this is on my list, but I've also got, I just got a copy of uh, the Ghostbusters remastered game. So I'm going to uh, play through <laughs> same, that. Same, same. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to play through that. And I also got a copy of Ghost Recon Breakpoint, which uh, mm-hmm. just came out. So want to look at that too but i've heard ghost recon's not that great but oh no i'll, I'll dip a toe you know kill That's some kill some insurgents and what have you but yeah there's just so many games like between now and like next month we've got cod at the end of this month we've got death stranding next month we've got pokemon sword and shield next month it's just it's too much it's too much did you watch that pokemon stream no no i saw they released like a like an Alolan Ponytar or something was the was the new Pokemon that's been announced. Um, I don't know if yeah. it was Alolan, but it was one of those subsects that ties into it. So, yeah, no, I, I ain't got time to watch a 24-hour stream. I haven't even got time to watch like a 24-minute stream these days. I'm so time poor. Um, <laughs> you know, I got, got no time. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm keen to play Shadowkeep though. Keen to pick that up. And the fact that it's cross-save... So I can mm-hmm. play it on the console if I want to sit in the lounge room and play. But then if I want to jump on PC with yourselves, I can then just obviously change the the master, uh, save where it's set in through the, the Bungie portal, the Destiny portal, and then jump on mm-hmm. the PC and keep rolling. So uh, yep. yeah, I'm keen as a bean to get amongst that. So uh, yeah. yeah. But that means I've got to buy Shadowkeep on both platforms though. The Shadowkeep mm. save is not going to... I mean, the Shadowkeep purchase isn't going to follow (laughs) but my history and activities will so how much was it or do you buy the the, is there this tied into a season pass or is this like a standoff purchase i mean there's a standoff purchase but then there is the attachment to um like an additional bit of content so i think i paid about 60 bucks or 50 50 to 60 dollars that's about 250 australian at the moment with the us dollar so I don't know if I paid Australian or American though. I can't remember what my Steam store is set to okay. right now. So Something. it might have been Australian. Okay. Okay. Because that's ridiculous if it was like eighty dollars Australian. Yeah, that is ridiculous. But we'll see. I'll look into this. But um, yeah. While I'm looking into that, we might just do a quick bit of housekeeping before we jump into the news. So anyone that has been keeping up to date uh, with the 8-Bit cast, it has been noticeably absent 
the past few weeks. Uh, we're a little bit behind on episodes, uh, just sort of tailing onto the back of what we said at the start. Just had a few things going on. Dream and I have an episode that's three quarters recorded, but then um, you know some things popped up that's taken me off the podcast grid to be able to finish that. But we're going to have a few episodes completed over PAX weekend, as well as a few more this week to get things uh, back to date with that fortnightly release and also have a few in the chamber to probably load in to get us ahead of time as well. So uh, yeah, this time next weekend, uh, we'll have an episode up. And um, yeah, also next weekend, PAX Australia is upon us. So come by and see us at the Audio Technica booth, uh, which is directly opposite the big old Xbox booth. So you can't miss us there. And uh, also come check us out in the Mario Tennis Invitational on Friday night. Uh, it's double style this this time around. Uh, myself teaming up with last year's runner-up, John Peck, to take down the other various content creation spaces. So there's streamers, there's uh, us, the podcast uh, po- podcasters as, as they've named us, and then there's also a media one and something else. But at the end of the day, we're going to win this thing and uh, be back-to-back champions. So check us out on the Friday night. Then on Saturday night, the AGPN Party Mode panel returns for the third year running, and that's going to be on Saturday night at 6.30 p.m., so come check us out there. Uh, Ken Nerdstradamus went back to back to back. You're damn fucking right we can, so come on by, (laughs) check us out Saturday night at 6.30, but also if you see any of us around the show floor, pop over, say g'day, uh, come have a beer, come have a bite, whatever it might be. Uh, We'll have heaps of stickers, pins, and all that other cool swag to give away, so come stop on by grab some freebies and uh let's chat some video games when you're done chatting about video games you can also chat about the best video game oriented store in the world we're at bit.storeenvy.com we're at bit.storeenvy.com get yourself some towels get yourself some socks underwear swimmers pillows coffee mugs jewelry is coming apparently too um visors you name it um the web (gasps) store has got everything coming um, so Let's we are at bit.storyv.com. What was that? Let's bring back early 2000s Ooh, with yeah. visors. Oh, yeah. I'm hoping we can get the hats that have like the eye visor that you could remember the ones you could fold out and, and sort of eye visor to protect your eyes from, I don't know, dust or whatever. Remember the hats that had no. the visor inside like it was a normal cap and it had a fold out visor that could go over your eyes? Does anyone remember that? No. Oh, where, where were you living? <laughs> I'm going to send you a photo of one of these after the podcast okay. so you can see Yeah, um, because they were pretty special. I don't think they'll ever be put on our web store, but if they do, like if they become available, it's happening. <laughs> but let's get into some news. This week's news headlines. And the first quick hitter, Resident Evil 2 crossover coming to Monster Hunter World, and it will include Mr. X, Zombies, and Tofu. Um, this is interesting. Obviously, I'm a Resident Evil tragic. Seeing Claire mm-hmm. Redfield and Leon Kennedy making their way into any other IP is fantastic. But yeah, mm-hmm. Capcom are all about these shared universes at the moment. This is a bizarre one. Mm. Very <laughs> Don't bizarre. Don't you think it's weird? Very bizarre. So they're just you're going to just end up as as like these are going to be your, your character skins in the game. That's all it's really going to be. Just like with. Aloy that made their uh, made a way to the game. Um, Ryu from sense, Street though. Fighter was there. That doesn't Mega make Man sense. was there. Um, mm. But it's still cool. It's cool to see this bleed just for a bit of fun. Uh, and Ooh. this is going to kick off in November. So obviously Iceborne came out on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One um, already. And it's going to be making itself to Windows PC in January 2020. But yeah, this coming November. So next month you'll be able to uh, chuck a Claire Redfield, Leon Kennedy skin on, Tofu. 
Mr. X, which is obviously the the main like one of the main tyrants in Resident Evil Two. Uh, mm-hmm. So you'll be seeing him in his nice uh, trench coat and uh, and business so hat. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, Resident Evil X Monster Monster Hunter World November. Get hyped for that. Uh, the next little to download it again. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm done with Monster Hunter World. I too grindy for me. Too grindy. Too intimidating. Uh, I was talking to a mate earlier this week, Justin, who was all about it. He got to like the 99 level cap within the first, I don't know, week or so. All about that life. Jeez. And he's back playing the Iceborne DLC. And he's like, come join us. I'm like, I can't. I'm like at level 30. I'm so far behind. I'm not coming back. I'm done. So I'm just living through it's everybody fair. else. Uh, the next little quick hitter, Kamala Khan, aka Miss Marvel, has been announced and uh, showcased to the world at Comic-Con this past weekend as the lead protagonist for Crystal Dynamics' upcoming Avengers game. Uh, she looks pretty great. Obviously, she is a character, one of, one of the more popular characters, I'd say, in, in the Marvel comic universe. Um, you know, teenage girl uh, who has abilities. Like, anyone that's played like a Stretch Armstrong doll can sort of get an idea of how Miss Marvel works. Like she's got very sort of elastic limbs, but then can also grow in size, uh, whether it be just her appendages. Like I saw some footage of her like arms and fists. <laughs> Don't be teasing her breasts, all right? Obviously they can grow as she gets older. Or maybe she pays to get them enhanced, but we're a wholesome show here. Her fists can get bigger very so wholesome. she can smash multiple Good enemies at once. Good follow-up. Nope. Good follow-up. <laughs> But um, yeah, it's it's cool to see that they've gone with like I mean she's a she's a well known character, but she's not one of the usual mm. main figureheads like which are already in this game anyway. I guess when you think about it, so yeah, um, they didn't go Captain Marvel, you know, they've gone Miss Marvel, who's a you know high school teacher, uh, high school student, sorry, all about the Avengers, like sort of has an obsession, has a massive fandom about them. Like in, in the comics, you'll see her actually like writing her own and drawing her own fan fiction about Avengers and things like that. So it's kind of cool that it's gone full circle and they've got this sort of youthful exuberism coming into um, into the Avengers game. Uh, but we'll yeah. see. Like we don't have to wait too long. It's coming out uh, early next year. Uh, but yeah, giving you another way to play. So yeah, what do you reckon on haven't this one? Some people, well, haven't some people actually already had hands on? Yeah, yeah, Comic Con. They, they didn't say it was great, did they? I've seen a few that have said positive. I've seen more positive than negative. Okay, yeah. I think I saw more negative or just at least meh, like you know, nothing, nothing fantastic about it. And then like having Miss um, Marvel as the lead character, like I think it's good that they've kind of brought a non i'm gonna say mainstream in the sense as in the movies yep yep good um, way to put it comic book wise obviously people would beg to differ but in the in regards to like the cell appeal of this game do you think it's a wise move of make or maybe this is their way of introducing her i don't know but just i feel like having her as the character especially as a lead protagonist for a game where everyone associate already has like people that they associate with like yeah, yeah, I'm I'm with you. Like, I get what you're saying. Like, it is a risk. Like, especially with mm. mainstream, let's say more casual Marvel fans, where they know the Thors, the Iron Mans, the Captain Americas, the the yeah. you know the Scarlet Witch, whatever it might be. You know, they know the core people, and not really anyone outside of the universe that have been introduced to them in the films. Uh, so yeah. it's risky there, but. Obviously, she's not going to be the only playable character. You can still rock around as Hulk mm-hmm. and Iron Man and Thor and things like that. So you will get to experience the the main stalwarts of the franchise. But 
my thought process on this is obviously this is probably going to ripple into the the cinematic mm. universe and, and she might get her own standalone film. Maybe she just get yeah. introduced as a bit character in one of the next films. And this is a good yeah. way to to start testing the waters with yeah. um with her appeal and, and marketability. But yeah, yeah she, she's a fun character. Like she's in she's in a lot of the other sort of offshoot Marvel games. Like she was in the the Marvel card game I was playing on my smartphone. She was in my in my sort of deck for that for a while and whatnot. So she's around, mm. but just more so I guess been off off on the bench waiting for the the main heavy hitters to retire or in uh, yeah. in this game's case, like Captain America get get killed off. So Yeah. Well no and don't get me wrong, I know the importance of having especially having a character like Miss Marvel like in more forward facing and actually getting into the mainstream. But yeah, I just I'm like, oh, okay, this is gonna be a very interesting play, but like you said, this could be just them planting a seed for something in the future. So Yeah. 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 And the cool way, like reading some of the some of the feedback, like one person described her fighting style as a blend from Dal Sim from Street Fighter and God of War's <sighs> vintage Blades of Chaos. So uh Yoga Flame. Yeah. So so picture some Dal Sim with a bit of uh Kratos mixed in and, and you've got uh you've got Miss Marvel, which, you know, sounds interesting. Doesn't sound too bad. Yeah. Yeah, but we don't have to wait too long. Like May 2020 is when this game comes out, the 15th, I think. And it's going to be playable at the uh, PAX Australia show floor. So we'll have some hands-on feedback next weekend. So I'm keen as a bean. All right, the next bit of news, which is uh, pretty big time. Sony indicates PlayStation Crossplay has now left beta. This comes by way of Matthew Handrahan at gamesindustry.biz. PlayStation has moved cross-platform support out of beta, according to Sony Interactive Entertainment's Jim Ryan, theoretically making the feature available to all developers. The change was included in a Wired story on PlayStation Now, which received a steep price cut earlier this week. The article was based on an interview with SIE CEO Jim Ryan and mentioned that the PS4 can now support cross-play, in quotes, on any titles that studios provide that functionality for, end quotes. So this is big time. This is mm. Sony opening up the floodgates, listening to reason, finally seeing that uh, you know you, you catch more catch more bees with honey, um, you know. <laughs> so they are yeah they are opening it up. They're going to be allowing functionality for for developers, whether it be first. Oh, it's it's obviously going to be third party because first party, you don't see too many games get released onto the Xbox, but. Yeah, like we're seeing it with the new Call of Duty. We'll see it with a lot more shooters, uh, maybe some mm. shared world experience games. But uh, this is exciting. This is exciting. The future yeah. is now. Step in the right direction. Um, Didn't old mate Sony just recently leave as well? Yeah, Sean Layden. Sean Layden pulled the pin. Yeah. Which is crazy. Like he's he's been part of Sony for over 20 years. And it's weird. I was trying to weave a story in about that, but it's still very developing because no one's really saying yeah. much. <laughs> like he hasn't really oh. come out and said much about his time. Like Sony just sent out a tweet. There's no press release that's come out. There's no massive big like thank you page on their website. They just sent a tweet oh. out about, you know, one of the big dogs and one of the faces of Sony for many years, Sean Layden, has has left. Don't know where he's going, don't know what he's up to, but he's gone. And it seemed to almost happen like overnight. So that's watch this space on that because it's huge. It's huge. Um, yeah. From what I've heard and, and looking in the, in the room mills and the dirt sheets is that he might have taken mm-hmm. a job up with Google Stadia, hence why they've probably uh-huh. moved him on so quickly. 
because obviously it's a big competitor or soon to be mm. a big competitor. So we'll see what happens there. But yeah, crossplay is uh, is out of beta now. So um, that's exciting. Maybe maybe you know yeah. something like Destiny Two Shadowkeep. Maybe we can play on PlayStation with PC at the same time instead of having to worry about the cross save functionality. So yeah. Yeah, though, like it's it's definitely good. It really it still just makes you wonder though why they kept on like dangling that carrot though, like of oh, mm. maybe we'll do it, maybe we won't. But it's just like just jump on board, just let us all progress, let us all move forward. Yeah, please. like their so. their whole we we care about the security of our our user base. Like it's fuck off. Like it's it's because it's all running off that like Microsoft backend, I think that was the big thing. Like they didn't want to mm. open up their their users obviously to potential marketing and promotions that would then subsequently hit their inboxes. So there's a lot of just fear of, of losing what's theirs. You know, it's just this paranoia, mm. Pelican brief nonsense. Yeah. Mm. I mean, yeah, the gaming market is just becoming more and more competitive. I get that, but yeah. And then again, like PlayStation does have like the good market share. So yeah what what do they lose yeah but still yeah they've, they've won this generation by by a landslide but uh we'll see what mm. happens on next gen like obviously xbox is saying and doing all the right things and sony still have their their sort of exclusive which which sort of props them up higher i think just because of the quality mm. of exclus- exclusivity but we'll see we'll see yeah. maybe next gen it's going to be just the launch of cross-platform straight out of the box like for most games, which would be fucking sick. He's hoping. Mm. The next uh, bit of news, Mario Kart Tour, my new favorite game, racks up <laughs> 90 million downloads in its first week. And this again comes by way of Matthew Handrahan at gamesindustry.biz. Mario Kart Tour is by far Nintendo's most successful mobile game in terms of first week downloads, according to data from Sensor Tower. Mario Kart's debut was downloaded by 90 million unique users in its first week, which is six times more than the Nintendo's second most popular game. Animal Crossing Pocket Camp was downloaded 14.3 million times over the same period, according to Sensor Tower's estimates, ahead of Super Mario Run with around 13 million downloads. However, while Mario Kart Tour has made the fastest start, it isn't the most lucrative of Nintendo's mobile games. In fact, it's third on that list with 12.7 million in its first week behind Super Mario Run, (laughs) 16.1, and Fire Emblem Heroes, 28.2 million. Yeah, I'm I'm partially responsible for that 12.7 million, that's for sure. You've got to start putting in those numbers. Yeah, I need to just start just shifting my paycheck. I'll, I'll call HR or payroll on Monday and be like, hey, can you just pay directly to Nintendo? Just... My pay me in gems. Yeah, pay, or pay me in gems and, and actual coins. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll help float that number. But 90 million. 90, that's, three, yeah. that's, that's nearly three times the population of Australia downloading this game. Jesus. I'm really surprised. Like, obviously, um, Pokemon Go doesn't fit in there because I guess it's Niantic. Yeah, yeah. So um, I would like to have seen those numbers competitively, but still, um, 90 million is a lot. In considering um, the day it was released, the servers were bust. Yeah, it was, it was so a they little... Had, they had a destiny issue. Yeah, it was a little hit and miss um, <laughs> to start with. But yeah, it's some huge numbers. And obviously, over the coming weeks, we'll see that actual 
monetary value off the back of that further increase like 12.7 million us is nothing to sneeze about in a week of in a week of game release for a free to play game so that's i was just about to ask it's free to play yeah, isn't it yeah so that yeah. that's a pretty decent uptake like like that's when you're looking at those numbers 12.7 million that's 13 to 14 percent of players if you average it out per user that have dropped some money in it so you know that's a decent hit rate for a free-to-play game i think as some quick maths so that's pretty good i just love that animal crossing pocket was the second now yeah well actually was does that mean that they had the first title for quite some time yeah they, they were the quick like they were the most downloaded week one release for nintendo um mobile games at 14.3 mil us Animal Crossing fans, we have a need, so I think, yeah, <laughs> like, we were pretty Tom desperate Nook, on that one. Tom Nook, Tom, Tom Nook, <laughs> Give me my damn island. Yeah. Um, but it's 90 million, that's a fucking... And I love that they also had to say, like, you know, 90 million unique users. Yeah, so. yeah. So Crazy. It's huge. It's, it's good to see, like, it certainly can further confirms the, the want and needs and, and way that the world is shifting to an on-the-go gaming platform. So things like this, as you mentioned regarding um, Apple Arcade, all these types of things. People want their games anywhere, anytime. And yeah, 90 mil, my goodness. But yeah, (laughs) catch catch me on the track. How about that? Yeah. It's actually pretty interesting too, considering like Nintendo already has their like finger in the pie of like like essentially mobile gaming with the Switch. Like, you know, that the main thing of that thing being portable and taken anywhere they already have like a bit of a market share but the fact that they're also like dipping their toes into mobile gaming and saying let's get the people that aren't maybe regular gamers let's you know get them addicted to just just give us all the money nintendo says you know yeah wherever you're gaming just chuck us your money yeah yeah Yeah, stickler we just want everyone exactly in the last bit of news red dead redemption 2 is coming to pc this november this is by Michael McWhirter at Polygon. Fantastic name, Michael McWhirter. I'm wondering if that's like your your pen alias or if that is actually your surname. If it is, kudos to you uh, because it sounds like a character that you'd see on the side of a Happy Meal box. But uh, Michael McWhirter, I'm sure you're doing some great work there at Polygon as evidenced by this article I'm about to read. The PC version of Red Dead Redemption 2 will be available for pre-order via the Rockstar Games launcher on October 9th. It will also be available for pre-order via the Epic Game Store, Green Man Gaming, The Humble Store, and additional digital retail starting October 23rd. Rockstar said the PC version will also be sold on Steam, but not until December, so obviously a month after the game releases. And Red Dead Redemption 2 will also be a launch title for Google Stadia in November. Rockstar is incentivizing pre-orders through its own game launcher by giving customers two free games on PC. Buyers who pre-order can choose from Grand Theft Auto 3, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, Bully Scholarship Edition, LA Noir, the Complete Edition, and Max Payne 3, the Complete Edition. Games that, you know, off off track, this isn't part of the article, but these are games that aren't really tickling my pickle. Like they're games I played many, many moons ago. I have no real incentive to go back to, but at least they're trying to give you something. I don't know. It's like someone giving you a hand-me-down for something. It's like, hey, if you buy this, I'll give you something that you already own or that, you know, your brother owns or sister owns or something Very like true, but I also thought you said someone gives you a handy and I'm like, well. Maybe, that, maybe <laughs> well, that's the incentive yeah. they should be giving. Yeah, and they've got calluses. You know, that's the equivalent oh. of <laughs> uncomfortable, sandpaper They would cut their nails. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, back to the article. 
Additionally, pre-orders made through Rockstar's game launcher will include a free upgrade to the premium edition of Red Dead Redemption 2 and $20 off the special and ultimate editions of the game. The PC version of Red Dead Redemption 2 will include, in quotes, a range of graphical and technical enhancements for increased immersion, Rockstar said in an official announcement. The developer also promises new bounty hunting missions, gang hideouts, weapons, and more. In the last bit, Rockstar released Red Dead Redemption 2 on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One in October 2018. That makes the turnaround for a PC version of Red Dead Redemption 2 considerably shorter than Rockstar's previous game, Grand Theft Auto V, which took more than 18 months to make the jump from consoles to PC. That just actually blew my mind, that last set. This game came out last year, yeah. this time last year. A year ago. Really? Red Dead 2 God, came out. it feels out. more closer than that. Oh my God, I'm... Where's the time going? Yeah, it is flying by. Cool to mm. see. Cool to see this game making its way to the PC. Cool to see it's a launch title for Google Stadia. Uh, yeah. It has been out in the wilderness for 12 months, as we just uh, reflected upon. So I'm curious to see how many people have been waiting for this game. That's my big thought process. Like, is this going to just have a crazy spike? Or maybe mm-hmm. is this going to become its own thing in another 12 months when Red Dead Online on the PC really starts to take shape and there's like role play communities and modding and all that kind of stuff coming into it. Yes, or there's a little bit of role playing that's going on um, on the console base. My biggest qualm with this is, um, and I hate bringing up the whole controversy of like Epic Store launcher and all that sort of stuff, but when a game releases on Epic Store launcher and, you know, people have to decide like am i going to buy it on that or not with this particular release it's not necessarily a new release so there's not going to be that desperate need for people just to buy it straight away a lot of people might actually have like oh well i waited this long i can wait an extra month so now i'm gonna have to see like who's gonna buy it on epic store and who's gonna buy it on steam Mm. because there's no urgency. So a person might not buy it on Epic Store. They might all just buy it on Steam or vice versa. So I kind of have to start paying attention to see who's buying on what. Because <laughs> I want to play it. I have been actually waiting for this to drop on PC. So, yeah, that's that's going to be the tricky yeah, one Yeah, that, that is the risk. Like the fact that playing it on PC is dependent of the the hub area of where you've purchased the game, like in some of those regards, Mm. like Epic as opposed to Steam and things, which is a bit of a pain in the ass. Like you think, okay, I'm on PC. Everyone that's on PC can play with me. So that's a bit Mm. of a pain in the butt. Mm. I'm assuming because it's been out for so long and you have dabbled on the PlayStation, you'd probably just wait to get it on Steam anyway. Like most people I'd say would, you know, just playing devil's advocate. Yeah. And not to mention, they'll probably be working through a lot of like PC online bugs. Yeah. So yeah. It's going to look gorgeous, like that's for sure. Like, Oh, yeah. It's going to be so picturesque, like just, you know, the, the morning wake-ups on the camps when you're sort of on a camp beside a river or a lake and just sort of seeing the sun rays breaking through and everything. It's, it's going to be very, very pretty. There's going to be some fantastic screenshots taken in-game. Oh, yeah. Maybe they probably could have upped the ante on the, the games you can get with the Rockstar pre-orders, <laughs> like no as kidding. we joked about before, like even just give grant like gta 5 in there just that one game or maybe the original red dead i don't know like original red dead would have been good yeah like bully's okay but like i don't want to go back and wreak havoc through through a school and la noir been there done that max Payne, all that kind of stuff like free stuff's good but yeah when it's kind of old dated shitty free stuff then 
I'd prefer not to have it. Maybe a bit of yeah, like, discount. These games have definitely been sold as a nice cheap bundle on Steam yeah. multiple occasions on different sales. So, like, that's what I mean, where it's like it doesn't even feel like it actually has value, which is a horrible thing to say about a game. But, like, you know, when you're trying to be, I guess, you know, it's slightly enticing. You know what? Um, this is my mom's com- like my mom's like knowledge and wisdom coming into me. It's better than a poke in the eye with a blunt stick. Like it's better than nothing. So I guess you shouldn't complain about getting something for free. Yeah, <laughs> but exactly. But that's the world we live in. How dare you give in. us the free stuff that we don't want? <laughs> yeah. But anyway, it's still give cool. Us other free stuff. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, twelve month turnaround time. So uh, a third less than the the cycle for. GTA 5 to get from console mm. to PC. So, you know, that's I guess that's testament to Rockstar and their teams. Maybe we'll hear more about Crunch. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. I wouldn't be surprised. But that has been the news this week for episode 168. Is there anything you want to say before we close this sucker down for another another week? Yeah, I just want everyone to have a fantastic PAX, um, PAX Australia. So have fun, um, play all the video games, and I hope uh, all the members of the 8-Bit family and, you know, extended come together and have a drink and uh, just have fun, you know, enjoy video games. That's what we're there for. No need for bitter rivalries and whatnot. Just, you know, have fun. 100%. And wear comfy shoes, wear deodorant, stay hydrated. I think they're the three givens definitely yeah but yeah just enjoy yourself but uh yeah thank you for uh coming on back for episode 168 miss hart it's been a hoot it's been great i don't think we've offended too many people out there maybe a few but uh it's part of our charm you know we do it all tongue-in-cheek and uh with a big smile on our face when we're (laughs) throwing around these hot takes but uh yeah Mm -hmm. we're back episode 169 we'll see us all back together uh maybe we'll just do like a little pocket half episode to fill this PAX week until 169 next week when we get the Dreamo, Miss Hart and myself back together to uh, have a romancy, sexy, love-based episode. So uh, it's going to be fun. Who doesn't want some uh, some lust theme in their episodes? I'll tell you that much. Especially from this ragtag trio. <laughs> indeed, indeed. I'm just like undefeated on that one. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Find Miss Ellie Hart at Miss Ellie Hart. Find Salim at Salim TD. Find myself at Brendan Eight Bit. Find us all as a collective at We Are Eight Bit. Be sure to follow the hashtag Eight Bit Collective on the socials. Be sure to rate, review, subscribe us and all the other podcasts that you listen to on the daily because those ratings and reviews help keep the emotional lights on in our hearts. But until next time, Eight Bit Nation, it's been fun. Much love. Stay hungry. You've been listening to The Hungry Gamers, one of many gaming and geek culture-related podcasts from the 8-Bit Collective over on 8bit.net. Check out more episodes on your podcast service of choice. And while you're there, please be sure to rate and subscribe. Until next time, boys and girls, stay hungry. Stay hungry.